This is the trigger warning for our show. Please understand that various monsters had various victims and hunted in various ways, depending on the folklore, mythology, or stories that were told about them. Please understand that it is not our intent to upset you. You will be given other warnings and additional warnings depending on the episode, but this is our blanket statement. We didn't write the myths, but we are using them to tell our story. Also, this is the content warning for our show. There will be cursing. There will be some interesting ideas. We will take it in where we can, but be warned, there was beer involved. What if I told you there is a world where not only are monsters like vampires and werewolves real, but they have rights just like you and me. And in this world, there exists a secret government organization dedicated to keeping you safe and making sure they follow the rules. Welcome to Anarium, a Monster of the Week podcast. Hey everybody, it's Cameron, your favorite friendly neighborhood podcaster guy. Uh, back again, and I know it has been a while, and I know you are tired of my excuses as to why things are late, uh, but I got a pretty good one this time, too. Essentially, my job, uh, sometimes when there's a big storm in our area, I get called a state or two away to help clean up said storm damage, and that's exactly what happened this last week. So I have not been home. I have not had any of my things, uh, including my computer, which has the files that I needed to upload this lovely episode. But while I'm still a state away, we were able to get my computer to me, and I was able to get it finished up and get it to you. So, without further ado, here's the new episode you waited a few weeks for. Enjoy. Hi, it's me, Sam. Uh, You are listening to Anarium, an actual play podcast for Monster of the Week. Anarium is a world of my creation, with various friends and family over the year contributing to the story. It was given life by Michael Sands' Monster of the Week. We've done some tweaking, but I think I'm happy with it. Today I've got some pretty good friends, I'd call them almost family, with me. Hey gents, how about you introduce yourselves? Hey, I'm Cameron. I play Bernard, uh, your favorite character, I'm sure. Um, but I'll let uh, the other guys talk, I guess. Wow. Starting off strong. <laughs> oh, no, we lost Rob. We legitimately can't hear you. Yeah, nothing. Nada. Oh, he just flipped off the camera. He's mad. <laughs> this happens every time once. However, I can't hear Taylor either. Oh. But he hasn't said it. because I'm not oh, talking. because he hasn't said anything <laughs> Hey Rob, um, can we? Where you at? Oh, he's waiting. Right. Taylor, introduce yourself. Who are you? So I'm Taylor. I play Marcellus Corbinson, the 1100-year-old warlock vampire, as you are now aware. Hey buddy, who are you? I'm Rick. I play Corbin Graves. I'm Big hey. Ol' Rick. I'm Big Ol' Rick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 1100 years old, um, but I am a vampire, and. A special vampire. A special uh, gets away with whatever he wants vampire because no one knows how to deal with him. Yeah, so you're in between the very dumb ones and Marcellus. I I don't know yeah. what, what you're... Age-wise? Age-wise? Just just how I think how Marcellus would view him. Like he doesn't consider you lower tier, or he wouldn't. 
Well, we have to go over if people have heard the name Corbin Graves this far away from Chicago or not. Um, and in what respect? Like, oh god, it's Corbin crazy. Graves is a known quantity in an area as he is an alpha vampire that can't really be killed. Um, I'd be a little surprised if Marcellus didn't at least know. You are him. aware of him. Um, no one knows how to deal with him. Uh, the vampire high council tried to kill him. Anarium tried to arrest him. Um, ultimately, what they found was, hey, you seem to like this werewolf you met in Las Vegas, like way back in 54. You can hang out with him, and he seems to be able to keep you in line, so that's what you're going to do. Which is why Troy Walsh and him are heterosexual life mates. Chance and Bob. <laughs> Neither one of them are silent. No. <gasps> we got uh, Rob wait. back. Yeah. Hey, hey, Rob, who are you? Je m'appelle Robert. Me llamo Roberto. I'm Rob. Um, I'm borderline retarded. I am better looking than I am intelligent, which That's is unfortunate because I am not good looking. I was going to say, <laughs> you're pretty, but I think you're pretty smart. Who's your I was on mute. Oh, yeah. How okay. Yeah. Man, I came down here to get popcorn. I was on okay. mute. Okay. Now all that, that first stuff you said makes sense. Nah, nope. <laughs> it all caught up in a minute. I still think you're pretty. Uh, just wait till you find out I wasn't recording. Just kidding. <laughs> I would be very upset. <laughs> All right. So these are my players. These are my dudes. Now, where we last left off, we were riding in the rescue wagon toward the town of Terra. Can't. Not, sorry. You wanted me. to say Terra Ho, didn't you? I almost said Terra Ho. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. That was, uh, we are headed to Terra, Nebraska through a portal of magic because this town cannot be found. If you haven't listened to the first part of this series, I would recommend that you go back to get some information on what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the by, I didn't introduce it in the first episode. If you have never read The Disappearance of Ashley, Kansas, it is a, a creepypasta written by Anonymous, so I can't give mad props to whoever wrote it personally. Um, anybody who knows me knows that generally when I make my stories, I do borrow from writers, movies, creepypastas. I will do my best to give them credit, um, so don't rush to the comments and call me a hack. I am a hack, but I do give mad props to the people that wrote the stories. This is my take on that. Um, so that's a really good creepypasta that I read. If you don't want it horribly spoiled for you, I would recommend you go and read it now. Uh, I'll wait. All right, you better be done. No, we're waiting. Oh. It's, it's like a 20-minute story. You guys will oh, be fine. Okay. Just shut up. Sit there. Yeah, we'll just Imi- hang out. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. I swear to God, if you put in 20 minutes of silence, you'll be my hero. <laughs> <laughs> no, <clears throat> we'll continue just on. that episode is 20 minutes, 20 of, minutes of silence. 20 minutes of silence. I, like, that, I think we minutes. have an episode name for sure. Scroll, <laughs> scroll down. Um, welcome back. Thank you for reading that short story. Um, that person did a great job. I really enjoyed that story, and I just wanted to give my own lilt to it. Well, now isn't this episode spoiled? Uh, technically, they read parts of it. I added a lot for what you guys are going to go through to make it my own. Um, all right, so we are sitting. Yeah, I, I can promise you, Bernard is going to fuck this story up. <laughs> I really hope. <laughs> I want us to reintroduce since Cameron wasn't recording last time. Oh, no, I was. I was just kidding. Oh, he was just being a dick. I love it. <laughs> but it's right. great that the episode title is probably going to be Creepy Pasta now. Oh, it's it's twenty minutes of silence. I'm like twenty minutes of silence. Um, episode, yeah, I like that. So we are sitting in the rescue wagon. It's not super comfortable. Very military. There is somebody driving it. It's probably going to be Izzy the Golem. Um, you guys are kind of sitting there. Going through the portal takes a little bit more time as the destination is not preset. 
think like Stargate or Doctor Who, it's going to take a minute to get where we're going because we're not wholly positive where we're going. And magically honing in on a location like this will take time. What would you guys like to do while you're sitting in the rescue wagon? I gotta say, I'm not a huge fan of driving into wormholes. Yeah? Yeah. Bad experience in the past, or...? Several. <laughs> Several. Gotcha. No, it's, he's been around a while. Hey, uh, Boyd, I have, I have a concern. Gorbin Graves, when you're on a mission, you're always a concern. What do you want? No, I have... It says in here, uh, people rising from the dead, right? It is claimed that people who were previously died came back in such a way and murdered the living. Yes. Okay. Why are you bringing two of the Cincinnati boys to a zombie thing? From across the room, Troy says, Is that not talking about it ever fucking again? I just, it, we were there. We didn't do it, but... Everyone in the room looks a little confused. Agent Boyd turns to address the room. Gorbin Graves and Troy Walsh were on a mission in Cincinnati, which some of you may be aware were dealt with in the Broken Arrow Protocol. Basically, zombies were risen magically, infected with a virus that then spread through the town, and when our teams couldn't figure out how to put them down, their team was sent in before the formation of Zulu. They failed. That is why Cincinnati is a crater. There was and not... they were burned to the ground. Sorry, more or less. It just reminded Cincinnati me. got nuked. Oh, that was actually a game we played, but it is canon. Okay, sorry, uh, it, it just reminded me of that Tenacious D song. They failed. Cincinnati <laughs> <It> was gone. <laughs> sorry, Cincinnati technically doesn't exist. Anybody from Cincinnati? Hey, I'm really sorry. Assume that you and your loved ones were survivors. There that, were a great that, handful. That episode is called "With Apologies to Cincinnati." <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, Cincinnati. Oh fuck! I love that too. Was Damn nuked <laughs> off of the map. Uh, Agent Boyd explains what happens in Cincinnati, and then everyone kind of gives a weird side eye to both Troy and Corbin. Like, why the fuck are you here? We did, we saved the people we got sent for. Well, to be honest, as long as that god awful chili's gone, I mean. What? The what? The chili. The chi- oh. Cincinnati chili? <laughs> Cincinnati <laughs> was a, is a fever dream. Bernard, Bernard. Skyline chili. Bernard, Specifically you, Skyline. It's do awful. Do you think about what you say before you say it, or does it just come out of your mouth and your asshole at the same time? Uh, yeah, pretty same. much this, this, the latter. Troy's really nervous, so he's, he's not kind at the moment. No, as a player to player, that was not meant to be me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. All right. I just, we've never had... I mean, animosity it, between yeah, characters, yeah. so I didn't want you to think I was being I mean, a dick. Am I the only one that's eaten Skyline Chili here? I've seen it's it kind of <laughs> in the Frozen section, and it's over spaghetti. Yeah, it's not that's good. Not, it's no, not good. I don't know. Hey, Bud, Troy, yeah, my friend, are you are you trying to replace me? And he points to Bernard, who is obviously a little bit of a problem, <laughs> like I am. <laughs> is this your new best friend, huh? Um, Bernard just like drinking, looking at the portal, like like. He's, I need he's you excited. to understand that if I was going to get a new best friend, I would aim a little bit higher than Bernard. Like, I just can't aim hope this episode me. ends with, and we're the three best friends then. Anybody <laughs> could have. <laughs> uh, so so what, wait, what's, okay, hold on. Because I'm new. You just gave me a call and said, hey, I'm going to text you. And then you texted me an address. And I just had to figure out that I had to be there. And then I 
was stuck in a hallway looking at a picture of an ogre <laughs> or something and then you walked out of a room and i was like oh i guess i'm going this way now and then so how many times have i followed your ass on anything you told me to do i never tell you to do anything you don't i just follow you or you get in trouble that's yes i lead you fuck. That's because he's a good boy. Don't start with him, Marcel. That was pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. That was pretty good. No, you he, two. He, are, he, no. Raises, he raises his flask that way. You two are not having a moment. <laughs> Racist. <right now. laughs> Too late. Anyway, okay. So your new f- best friends. What's we got? We got dude with. Is that a shotgun with an axe on it? <laughs> it's fucking cool. All right, pass. Right? Done. Good. <laughs> cool. Uh, then we got. Uh, what's? Um, are you like a, a shrub? Tree beard. Tree beard, some Because you're not all wood. You're like moss. Right? I'm glad that your eyes see well. But why is everybody concerned that those who have cheated death are amongst us? I don't think myself a problem. Nobody said you were a problem, bud. You're just... Well, you're new. Hey, a little wordy. He's got cool. plenty enough wood. All right, you leave him alone. Waka waka, and then this dude. <laughs> you smell old as fuck. What's up? You smell old. I am old. You smell like big gay and piss, Grandma. You've heard of Marcellus. <laughs> yeah. Corbin. What? You remember that story I told you about being in the sanitarium? Yeah. The guy that I talked about. Ah, what's up? There you go. <laughs> He reaches out a hand like, what's up, Mark? It's Marcellus, never Mark. Oh, okay. Mark. You just got shut down, buddy. You You gotta shorten it to one syllable. I uh, give a hand gesture, Troy, to Chi Takamura. We go over and look at a map of Terra. We will continue to plan. You guys are more than able to continue uh, interacting with any of these characters that I've introduced. If you need to remember names, let me know. Um... You have a few minutes here. Like I said, the portal's going to take a second. If you want to talk to these people or do your own thing or talk to each other, <coughs> now is a great time. You are being provided the standard Anarium sidearm. You are being provided some body armor. You are on search and rescue, and we don't know what we're going into. Uh, standard SWAT, full-on, everybody knows you're wearing SWAT armor, is two armor. That is something you can add to your character if you choose to gear up. Mind you, anybody who sees you in this will know that you are a member of this group. I think I'll take it. All right. It's up to you guys. Um, nope. I didn't think so. It You're pinches. way too fucking suave. You're way too, too, too such a handsome broody. I think Bernard just likes free shit. That's when you look, you look <laughs> at Marcellus and it's like, hey, dude, you want to suit up? And he's like, I'm already wearing a suit. Bitch. I want to wear his too. Pretty much. Just two SWAT suits on top of each other. What? I'm doubly safe. That's not how, that's not how armor works in Monster yeah, of the Week. Me and Rick are going to get along. You guys like are going to have fun. I'm excited. I'm really, I knew you Marcellus. guys What would this armor be of advantage to me? Take his too. Not really. I put the okay. second vest so, well, over well, Do I need to crack this pepper shake of Marcellus? I don't think we're worried about that at the moment. Not yet. That's uh, that's that's something we'll we'll deal with if we need to, um, because what we're driving into is uh, probably going to be chaos anyway, and so people aren't really going to be concerned about a large tree as they are about Cthulhu. 
I'm teaching Gal and Tysord a really complex handshake. <laughs> He's in. He is a hundred percent in. Um, he is while like trying to do like handshakes. He's also attempting to like old school wet sharp the halberd that he carries. <coughs> uh, it is a it pieces together, so he has all the different pieces on his armor. That's cool. Um, he he is a knight from a very different time and era. Something that Marcellus might be akin to, and the thought process of he's. He is here because he got lost. He pissed off the wrong wizard, and instead of sending him back, they sent him forward thinking he would die. He has been recruited and has been a fairly good asset. His general mentality on helping and saving people has been proven more than once. His general righteousness has landed him this spot. He is okay. a knight in every positive sense of that word. I think Bernard is just like, Trying to tell Izzy because he knows that he cannot tell him to stop as much as he knows about Eldred's gods. <laughs> <laughs> but and if he walks away, like he's just kind of following him, like and just telling him, like, okay, so Azathos is like, you know, he's kind of the big one, and then he, he he's had, the blind so you're in the shot, yeah, you're in, you're in shotgun turned full, just <laughs> yeah. hey, and then, yeah, and then there's Dagon and. Yeah. He's getting a movie soon. <laughs> yeah, he, he's just telling him all about this, whether he's listening or not. He's just fanboying, kind of. You guys want to do anything? Want to talk to anybody? Uh, um, yeah, I want to. I want to ask Corbin if he's a Generation Five, like I presume he is. I don't. I don't really. I don't know. The whole. The whole official like ranking system. I don't. Meh. Technically, he is a generation one of a new breed. He should be dead. He is known and should be dead. Okay. Uh, that puts him about where you're at. His abilities are just different. Okay. You're thinking three, maybe four-ish. He is yeah. very similar to you in his skill set. Okay. But technically the first of a new breed, mm -hmm. though not the only of his breed. So kind of like me. Yes. Except for he made the second person against his will. Oh, okay. Right. A little difference. It happened in Cincinnati, and what happened there stays there. I mean, unless you're horribly irradiated, and then it went to whatever hospital you went to for treatment. We did help. There, there was stuff. All I can think about is hot tub time machine. You put it in a shoebox and wrote Cincinnati on it? That's admissible. <laughs> Um, I'm just thinking how Cincinnati is clearly the Vegas of the Midwest. I picked it because it has one of the largest... <laughs> Honestly? <laughs> Honestly? <laughs> I picked Cincinnati because it has one of the largest cemeteries in the United States. That's why that city was picked for a zombie game. Okay. Okay. Don't you feel Thank like an asshole now? <laughs> and, and nope. For, nope. <laughs> uh, Bernard made his jokes, but just for uh, posterity, I am actually from Southern Ohio. And the reason I specifically shit on Skyline is because a lot of people wouldn't know it, but there's a big rift between Skyline people and Gold Star people. I'm a Gold Star chili person. Skyline can eat my balls. I Unless they want to be a sponsor. I refrain. I refrain. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they want to be a sponsor, and then, yes, Skyline chili. Yeah, that's my it's favorite. what Bernard eats <laughs> out of a can every day. Why are you not a Bengals fan? How did you choose the exact opposite of what the Bengals are? Specifically just because, well, A, my dad is a Steelers fan, and also. No, don't. 
Sam's hey guys, gonna start having a seizure. Hey guys, sports ball is <laughs> yeah. like I love it. Uh, it's, it's, it's so it's great. Later. It's I got later. so many points yeah. in sports ball. I am the best sports ball guy ever. Like Let's a lot go. of people ask me, and I'm, they're like, "Yeah, I'm the best." Let's go, city name sports team. Sports ball. <laughs> We're gonna sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need. Just say edge. New York. There's probably yeah. more than one team in each league. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, Troy and Chi Takahara are looking at a map and planning out. They are both technically scouts on this mission. Okay. Their job is to search the outer rim and look at different things. They will not be joining you further into the city initially. Their job will be to stop as soon as they get there. They are plotting out courses, walking paths to do their searches. You all have been given radios and earpieces for those of you with ears. Sorry, Orpheus. I do what I can. You will have some means of contact. They will be available. These items are based on the Wait, how wagon. How he here? Does he just have like little? We can just tie it to a branch. Right? right? It'll be okay. okay. I've got ear holes. Seen... Yeah, it's just a hole. Lobes. I've yeah. seen weirder wear these things. Um, <laughs> your radio system is based on the wagon, so it's not satellites. It's not towers. The wagon has a good enough. Uh, radio capability that it, your signals will be sent to that and bounced back out so you don't have to worry about losing communication with your team. Are we attached to the name The Wagon? <laughs> it's the rescue wagon. What do you want to call it? I think it's some Brutus. We're not calling it Brutus. Leviathan. Leviathans are generally bad giant sea monsters. It's not a submarine. I figure Brutus since we're going with Cincinnati. And- I mean... Ohio State. No, nice. Cincinnati nice. died, cool. unfortunately. I'm sorry, Cincinnatiites. It's not about Cincinnati, guys. Um, well, are, are there, there's there's more than one of these vehicles, right? They Realistically, there will be two or three. They don't have a name. They're the call rescue it, wagon. Call, call it Betty, just a mess with wagon That's bullshit. Don't do that to me. I know you can't see me through that camera on that arm on that microphone, but fuck oh, you, Oh, I can't. Oh, I will come through that. I will find you. His name is Gertrude, too. I like uh, Gertrude, too. Gertrude. We're not doing it, too. It's Gert- Gertrude. Period. <laughs> okay, Gertrude. It's, they're all named Gertrude. 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 I'm all about, uh, yeah, I'm on all, all about unnecessary names. I have a fish named uh, Sir Reginald Gillsworth III, so. <laughs> <laughs> we call him Reggie. I had a yellow bunny rabbit named Orange Bear Bear growing what, up, what, so yeah. <laughs> Whatever my, my four-year-old has to, like, he like he, he's trying to tell people the name of our fish. He always looks at me like, and we have Dorothy, and Dad, do you want to help me out? You want to give that long-ass name? I don't feel like remembering. And then he's like, we call him Reggie. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. either way, Marcellus is going to see uh, Troy over there looking at a map going, you uh, plotting out where all the trees are in case you need to take a tinkle? He's <laughs> so funny. Okay, based on air, he immediately cuts back to cheap. Based on aerial views, you'll go north, I'll go south. We'll both work clockwise. Eventually, we'll meet back up in the middle wherever the team winds up. That cool? She nods her head. She's on board. She's completely on board. However, she keeps getting distracted. She keeps looking at Bernard. And Troy looks at her and goes, Hey, I'll give you ten bucks if you can get him. <laughs> she smiles. Don't mind you. This is a very attractive Asian woman of Japanese descent. 
she is wearing something akin to a kimono, which is a little odd. A tactical kimono, I guess, if you wanted to call it that. She is a wearing tactical her job. kimono. If I ever get in a metal band again, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're tactical calling it. Tactical kimono is sweet. Yeah, tactical kimono. She smiles. She points at the map, thumbs up, and then points at Troy and does a little money, little finger rubs together, like, oh yeah, I'm in. She walks over to Bernard. Hello, Mr. Miller. How are you? Uh, I'm pretty stoked. We're going to be the Eldritch God, so. Uh, I don't know if you know <laughs> a lot about him. Would you, like to, would you like to know a little bit? Uh, I got to tell you, everybody's already annoyed with your love of the horrible death that we're all going to meet, <laughs> just so you're aware. Um, no, actually, what I need from you... Is to As he pulls out the rules. give me a. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't feel good about this. You should. <laughs> I need you to give me an act under pressure roll. Okay. Actually, give me a straight cool roll. Okay. Am I about to get seduced by a fucking erected? <laughs> <laughs> by a tactical kimono. So, so a, a seven plus two nine. Okay. So as she begins to talk to you about the mission, possibly bantering about what she is aware of in the Lovecraftian mythos, because you rolled fairly well. About, I don't know, two minutes into your flirtatious conversation, you begin to notice changes. It's weird. It's fuzzy, like a smeared camera lens. At first, it's... It's almost as if her kimono's moved, but it doesn't quite make sense. It doesn't quite fit. And then you have this moment where like her face doesn't just just doesn't quite look right. Almost as if certain parts of it have have shifted, as if the bones underneath have moved, as if making space for eyes that are there that maybe as a human you wouldn't have noticed. But to your credit, as soon as you feel a limb press against your back and start to pull you closer your shotgun comes up and then the illusion is dropped this is a woman's torso on top of a spider's body eight legs woman on top the mouth has separated into three or four mandibles the the mouth of a spider the eyes there are eight now the forehead has elongated forward the bones have broken not broken, but shifted to reveal the eight eyes of a spider. The large arachnid body that she is sitting on top of is sleek, black, shiny. Not a black widow, but something akin to. In that moment, what do you do? I think with the gun drawn, I think he's like, all right, Charlotte. He has a cold chill because we haven't aired the episode, but we talked about it. He does not like spiders. Neither do I. There's an episode where we <laughs> yeah, dealt again, with a spider. Yes, again, and, and this is, we talked about, I, I generally build, like, pieces of myself into characters, and I am terrified of spiders. So. In so that I, moment, she lets out a sigh. <laughs> Damn it. She turns around to Troy. You won. You win. I don't have it. There it is. And as she walks away from you, the abdomen, the thorax the legs all slowly disappear hidden underneath a kimono that shouldn't hide the size of the spider body that this woman sits atop of 
She pulls $10 out of a wallet and hands it to Troy. I think Bernard just like... You ever seen uh, trains, planes, and automobiles? <laughs> I have. It's been a while. When uh, Steve Martin, like, he, he doesn't get his car. And he's like, God, get, and just throwing the suitcase. I think that he, that's what he's doing. He just he just touched a spider, and he was he was probably feeling it for a second. He was feeling flirted with, and then he was just like, ah, ah, ah. The just, best thing I remember from that is when it's it's, <laughs> it's Steve Martin and John Candy, and they're in bed together. Yes. And, John, and Steve Martin goes, where are your hands right now? And he goes, between two really warm pillows. And Steve Martin goes, those aren't pillows! <laughs> yes, the best scene. <laughs> best scene. But yeah, uh, he, he's just kind of punching and kicking the air. Like, <laughs> Cor- Corbin claps him on the back. <laughs> good job. Good job. You did it. Good job. You made it. You sensed it. You didn't get taken. You're good. <sighs> Like, what would have happened? She wouldn't have ate you. We just stopped her. Well, I mean, was uh, Traditionally, she just, you know, wraps some webbing around your ankles, and when she walks away, you trip and fall, and we all laugh. Oh, okay. Still, weird game, guys. Weird game. Yeah. He, again, walks away drinking. All right. Does anybody have anything else they would like to do with any of the characters? Oh, uh, hey, hey, maybe, maybe cool it on the... Uh... Oh boy, I'm so excited. Like, you know how Troy's got that white over his ear and his hair? And he saw something and that scared white into his hair. So, like, it's triggering. She's got gotcha. you. Okay. No, it's just because he's old. Nerd, nerd out, not around him. Okay. Troy appears as a white wolf. His family, uh, his bloodline is traditionally Blackford. He saw a Thakwa in Russia. Uh, he released it from what was being held. That's why during World War II, the Russian winter was particularly horrible. is because they had summoned the father of all Wendigos, the master of wind, the he who walks on the wind, to help them, and it failed. Troy found that bunker, and when he broke the circle, Ithakwa let him live, thinking he'd go crazy. Because Troy is a werewolf, and he has two minds, they worked through it together, but... He appears as a white wolf, not because he was born that way, but because all of his hair turned white in Lovecraftian fashion. Okay. Not that anybody cares about that, but that's I mean, my I character, do. and I that love cool. it. But that is why he has the weird, you know, Reed Richards white streaks on his hair. Over his yeah, ears. that's cool. Or, I like that. Or like Ash at the end of Evil Dead too. Yeah. All right. If everybody is good, do we have any any further? All right. The vehicle begins to shake. You are arriving at your destination. Shake, rattle. Oh, God. Roll. And then everything lunges to a stop. Everyone's thrown forward just a little bit. Nothing dramatic. Just enough. Think Star Trek. Hit by a torpedo. Whoa, okay. We're here. Troy and Chi instantly look at each other. They snap their fingers. She goes over and she picks up an M14 assault rifle. Troy goes over to a case that he's brought with him. From it? M16. M14. M14 is a sniper around. It's a sniper-style rifle. I thought M14 was the newer version of the M16 that was replaced That's by... the M4. Fuck, I was close. I was so close. <laughs> I can cut this out. No, thank you. M14 uh, EBR is a semi-automatic sniper rifle. Fuck it. Leave it in. She's carrying a sniper rifle. I love it. She carries an M14 sniper rifle. Troy walks over to a hard case that he opens up. From inside, he pulls out a bow. And with a flick of his wrist, the risers extend outward, much like Hawkeye in Avengers. Who That's exactly oh, what I was over here. Uh, he uses bows and arrows because his grandfather was a member of the Cheyenne Nation. and he's. No, I was saying that to him. Oh. 
Rambo's got nothing on me, brother. Rambo's got nothing on me. He pulls out a uh, tobacco tin. It's a pipe tobacco, a circular tin. And from inside of it, he pulls out a bowstring. Anybody in here who has sensitive smell knows it smells like really, really, really old dead guy. Explanation behind that is at your whim. He strings the bow and puts on a quiver. And he goes, all right. We will meet you guys wherever you wind up. Make sure to keep us posted. We'll keep you posted on what we find. All right, Chi. Scout's out. And they both jump out of the back of the vehicle. Mind you, it's stopped, and it's not, like, super awesome or anything. But they go about their way. Their mission is to cover the surrounding area. They are aware that this is where the town of Terra has started. Most likely, whatever has brought them, wherever they're at, whether it be in Oklahoma, whether it be in the Antarctic or anywhere else, they were teleported here in some fashion. That's what the earthquake was. They are going to find the perimeter and figure out what's going on inside. This is a very, very large perimeter based on the drone's inability to find certain areas and circling around. You guys are now without your scouts. I was going to say, when I can roll for an investigation if I need to, but... Uh, do we? So we just have a radio with them, right? Yep. Communication. You can chat with them at any point. Okay. Because I was just thinking, like, people are getting lost, <laughs> and we just like let these people go. Realistically, the whole town disappeared. The idea that you were in this location means that you will probably be able to maintain contact. That means okay. safe. we are already lost. We are right. now lost with them. Okay. What would you guys like to do? Anything. Investigate. Look around. Or just drive forward. You are on a road. Mind you, the rescue wagon, Gertrude, takes up most of it. What would I'd you like, like to investigate the surroundings, please. All right. Give me a roll. 43. <laughs> 87. Nope. 12. All right. You've got two questions. Uh, do you want to guide me in more of a direction, or do you just want me to give you a general understanding of what you're seeing? Um, I would like a general understanding of what I'm seeing at this point. Okay. If you guys would like to step outside of Gertrude and kind of look around, the terrain changes between what is clearly what was once Terra Nebraska and wherever you are now. It goes from kind of a odd grayish purple dirt to the dirt that you are familiar with. There is clearly a circle there something that has surrounded this area of land that has been for lack of a better term teleported which is important for you guys to know um it has been brought to this location you're not entirely positive what that location is when you look up it's extremely cloudy and very dark so you're not seeing stars you don't have a star map to locate yourself with an intelligent individual, which you are, would have immediately looked at a compass or various GPS icons. It's telling you nothing. Your compass, compass spinning. Compass is slowly spinning. It's not erratic. It's just okay. very, very slow. There is not a magnetic pole here for it to find. Whether that be magical interference or due to the location you are in, that is important to know. From what you can tell... Air is breathable. Everything's safe. Obviously, you wouldn't have gotten out of Gertrude if you hadn't known. You guys named it. I'm using the name. I'm using it. Shoosh. Gertrude's 
sensors would have told you, like, hey, nope, there's air, you're safe, you're good, you're ready to go. You're not entirely positive where you are, you just know everything that was taken was taken. So the giant crater that is Terra Nebraska that's still back on wherever it was in Nebraska, it has been brought here, which is why no one can find it. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I'm going to go to the line yep. where it changes, mm-hmm. put a hand out, make sure it doesn't dis-a-fucking-peer. Nope. Uh, everything remains there. Uh, you can see it. There is no noticeable temperature change. Uh, it's more in the ground beneath your feet than in oxygen, or you're not getting pulled. It it's there's no real barrier there. It's Touch just wherever the, you were was brought here. Touch the weird dirt. Uh, it, it's weird. Cool. Um, <laughs> think of like really really dry dirt that's almost like sand, mm-hmm. but not. Because sometimes if you get dirt and it's really, really dried out and you kind of crumble it up in your hand, it's it's dry enough, it's so similar to sand that it's not. That's what you're dealing with. Some goes in my pocket. I want there. to collect a sample of this to bring back to the Arboretum. All right. Um, how much do you want to take? I would say whatever makeshift holding device I can um, locate. If there's a the I'm, case for the sniper rifle, we'd have... whatever... We have like evidence baggies and stuff, right? Uh, I'll give you a five gallon bucket. Uh, yeah, totally a five gallon evidence bucket of soil. All right, I'll give you that. That's fine. I'm cool with it. Um, because where would we like? Do we want to go forward, or you guys want to continue to investigate? I w- I want to ask you a question, so I'll, I'll be forthright. I was just thinking of. I think Bernard would have some knowledge, like we talked about. So. What I would like to have Bernard do, if this is okay, and I don't know what it would grant me or if it would grant me anything, even if it's just something he just does and it doesn't do anything. He's going to make the Elder sign. Uh, like draw it in the dirt? Um, it could, well, I mean, he could draw it in the dirt, or he it could, it's been used as even just a hand gesture. All right. So, as I stare in your eyes, which Elder sign are you going to draw? Lovecrafts or Dareliths? I was gonna say Lovecraft. Like, well, which the star one, the star. That's Dareliths. Okay, then Dareliths. Lovecrafts was a stick. Okay, I was. That's yeah. the one with the numerous branches. It's a very simple design, but that's I had what it Lovecraft mixed up. Originally, but designed. yeah, I wanted the star one, so Dareliths. Uh, you draw that in the ground, and not a lot's gonna happen here. Okay. Um, those entities are not in play where you are at. Okay. That's just something, and he maybe doesn't say anything. He just. I just it. want you to know that if Troy was there, he would call you a nerd. <laughs> okay, yeah, I just wanted to just wanted to see if anything happened or. Hey, I know you want to meet him. High five on knowing we the difference. <laughs> we don't gotta summon him. We're trying to avoid that. <laughs> oh, actually, a... the elder sign is for protection, not summoning. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was doing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, go for it. Marcellus is gonna shift into a uh, raven. And fly up and see if he can see any aerial things of anything going on. What the fuck? Okay. Did that guy just turn into a bird? Because yeah. of your future, because of your past investigate mystery being a twelve and being as good as it is, I'm not going to make you re-roll again. Okay. Um, as a bird high up with that kind of sight and vision, which traditionally in game rules would give you a plus one to investigate, I'm not going to worry about it. You had a twelve that puts you at a thirteen, and I don't need you to roll that well every fucking time. 
Um, <laughs> you can see what appears to be spotlights aiming directly upward, probably four, five, six, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, ten miles in front of you. Um, I haven't entirely decided how much of Terra Nebraska that this this event has taken, but there are spotlights shining directly upward from a location that you can tell is inside of a city in front of you. Do you want to go back as human and tell them to go, or do you want to go check it out? Uh, I want to go back, shift into human, tell them, hey, go this direction for a few miles. There's spotlights shining up in the air. And then I want to shift back into a, or I, then I want to shift into my flying fox and fly that way. Wait, well, hey, what, how, okay. Uh, now, could everyone Some hear that? Some vampires are more talented than you. Could our scouts hear that as well? Yes, if it was on the okay. radio, which okay. we are generally in contact, uh, we will generally hear everything somebody else is saying. Okay, I didn't know if it was like a fucking, like, gotta touch the ear situation. <laughs> <laughs> For now, you were on open comms. Okay, okay. Yeah, hey. it's not push to talk right now. It's open. Hey, how long has he been able to do that? I'll be honest, it's the first time I saw He turned into a fruit bat one time when we were jumping out He's of this helicopter. Like That's what a flying fox is. Oh. It's one of the largest bats in existence, gentlemen. Yeah, it's like a six-foot bat. We age? used to have them in our zoo. Yeah. They okay. were hard yeah. to see, but we used to have them. They, they didn't get as big as they could have because they were in captivity, but we used to have them. Corbin, Corbin they were in makes the, a... like the little botanical part, weren't they? Uh, they were yeah. in the yeah. Indonesian rainforest. Australian exhibit area. Nope, Indonesia. Thank you. The Indonesian forest. Yeah. Indonesian uh, forest, that's right. You watch, you watch Corbin make a face like he's going to shit his pants. He's trying to turn into a bird or something. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, I want to do that too. I'll just wait till he sees the other thing I can turn into. I thought, I thought that was a myth. Uh, Are you I my burn? mother now? I want to be like him. <laughs> I just want to be like him. Um, Sam, I, I sight. Do I see anything dead amongst us? Nope. This is pretty standard along the side of a standard country highway. You know, like I ninety or whatnot, the going into spirits a or town. magical influences. Um. As far as that goes, uh, roll me an investigation just to see if you can kind of tell what's going on here. And that's going to be sharp, right? Yep. Uh, your ability, is that just kind of in general, or does it give you a stat bonus in some way? Uh, specifically, the sight. You can see the invisible, especially spirits and magical influences. Okay. You may communicate and maybe even make a deal with them. The spirits see you, and they give you more opportunities to spot clues when you investigate. So, quick question on that. Hmm. Do I glow since he can see magical influence? I would probably already know, so I'd be indifferent no, to your presence. That is, you are not aware that what he is is special, but yeah, he would kind of ping for you. Okay. okay. Just okay. future future reference. Thank you. Uh, that is going to be an eight. Uh, there is a dome of magical energy around the area that has been teleported. Um, it is being held here by that magic. It's not super strong. It's almost as if it's in a holding pattern to keep it here. All right, everybody, back on the bus. We're going into town. All right, you guys drive the few miles in. 
your your flying fox buddy overhead keeping an eye out for what's going on i would not recommend eating any bugs you find as you go um your scouts occasionally report in what sector they're in uh special agent boyd is keeping track of where they are on the map based on what they've said uh they synchronized their point of north as compasses don't work here electronic compasses was oh this is going to be our north we'll work on that one of them stayed there the other instantly took off most likely chi she's much faster with eight legs chittering all the way as far north as she can go before she gets an edge she is working her way that direction troy has started his clockwise rotation you guys inside of gertrude continue forward was it gertrude or greta gertrude gertrude gertie gertie you guys can center forward in gertie toward town town appears to be the center of where everything is around it so the handful of miles that you travel it is the exact same distance on the other side um you are going you go you go and eventually you guys can see the spotlights that marcellus was talking about uh, it appears to be from your distance kind of centrally located not quite a little off the beaten path probably not on main street I assume you guys will continue forward toward where these lights are. Yeah. That's what I would like to do. On Izzy. On. on onward, Izzy. Onward. I guess I would like to, while we're right here, just roll to investigate and just see if I see anything All right, give me roll. at this point. Or different. Uh, that's a three. You are still trying to deal with your nerd boner about the fact that Lovecraft was a dreamer and the shit that he wrote about was probably real. Right, okay. That is like, I assume, a childhood fandom that you just realized is, nope, he was a dreamer like he wrote about. Everything he wrote about has some level of truth to it. Cthulhu, Carter, Dreamlands, you name it. He was given visions of the truth of other areas, and you are just fangirling. You do not notice anything outside <laughs> okay. of Gertrude. Okay, yeah, I'm just I'm locked in my fan brain. Okay. Hey, Izzy. It turns its head. What? Anna ever talk about me? If a rock golem could sigh, it would. <laughs> and it just sort of nods its head. Does Chi talk about me? It looks at you out of surprise, as if to be like, Chi too? We're on some dates. Yeah, well, if a, rock, if a rock golem could be surprised, it looks back toward the road and, like, leans back in its seat and, like, holds a hand up. And then, like, touches its face. That's a no, then, huh? Holds its hand up, and then just holds both hands on the wheel. Like, I don't want to think about it. That's a no. All right, that's cool. And then it turns and it looks at you again. What? (laughs) Gallon and I haven't dated. He's pretty cool, though. Yo. (laughs) My stone speak is not so good, but I think Izzy believes you are a loser. Do you take that? Easy. Do you think I'm a loser? Uh, it looks at you and it kind of gives you like a little, like, nah. Nah, not, yeah. not a loser. That's right. Clap Maybe. him on the shoulder. Maybe. <laughs> from the back I'm of just the gonna bus. Stop it. No. We can from the back of the bus, there's like, eyes on the road, pal. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to Bernard, I want to like, 
being the new guy. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not that anymore. <laughs> Just kind of like ribbing yeah. Rick. Yeah. It's pretty funny. But yeah. I don't think he knows that I don't know how ribbing really works. So I'm just being <laughs> yeah. a dick. <laughs> National Geographics. <laughs> Is Orpheus a dick? <laughs> All right. So you guys arrive where these spotlights are. Um, you've, you've moved yourselves along. It's actually at the school. Um, the area above where these spotlights, the area beneath where these spotlights are, is the gymnasium. Now, popular belief, understanding, is that when there are emergencies, towns often have an emergency location. In a town of this size, most of the people could probably fit inside of their gymnasium. That is where everyone's gone. Um, do you want to approach the gym, see what you can find out, that's talk easy. to some people who are there? I mean, that's that's classic, your ultimate goal. It's a classic go-in. Tell people to get in the bus. Make sure they're not a doppelganger or a mutant. Or it's a long list of things we want to make sure they're not. But yeah. then just get them in the bus, right? Your idea of what is classic in this scenario is terrifyingly dull. How do we tell? Do we just, like, shoot them? No. No, we will not be shooting our survivors. <laughs> we will be going to the gymnasium and introducing ourselves and letting them know that we are here to be their rescue. We will okay. take our time. We'll make sure it's done right. Am I clear, Mr. Graves, Mr. Miller? This guy's got it. He's fine. I mean, yeah. What if we just, like, poke him with the axe a little bit? I would rather you didn't. I'm also going to need your tree friend to look human if we're going to interact with humans. That's fair. That's not a suit. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay, that were you on mute? Yeah, have? I was on mute. I was okay. Just yeah. As you pull up to the school, there is actually a fairly large chain link fence around the no. school. Um, just knock that over. We're not knocking over the chain link fence. Standing in front of the front gate of this is a group full of individuals. If you had to guess, you would probably say local militia before you said local police officers. Uh Bunch of good old boys, various types of rifles and shotguns. A few of them have cobbled together, we'll say, tactical gear uh, that maybe they bought online or at a local army supply store. I reach over and honk twice. <laughs> All of them are now aware that the vehicle is headed toward them. Some of them look a little relieved. Others are very concerned. What would you guys like to do? Well... Tell you what, how about you guys come back next week and we'll let you know. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. Another cliffhanger for you. Uh, and you guys have been so patient and so great. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed this latest episode of Anarium. We work really hard on this, uh, and I know sometimes it doesn't come out on time. Um, but we're so grateful for you guys sticking with us and working with us. Like I said, this is a work thing. That's why this is kind of uh, out of the blue. I didn't even have a computer. I was told, you know, on a Thursday night to be in another state the next day. So that's what I had to do for work. But this is very important to me, too. And I have been working on it uh, as often as I can to get it done. And the plan is to have these up. We're back on our two-week schedule. Um, hopefully the next episode will come out on time. Um, if it's not, I'll try to be posting more heads up than I did this last time. So thank you all for being so patient. Uh, please leave us a review 
um, an honest one. If it's a great one, it's a great one. If it's you know, if it's something we can improve on, please let us know. I'm sure you know at least being on time is one of those things. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you for sticking around. Thank you for sticking with us. We'll be back in two weeks. <laughs>